Lucio Recycling will take it over. Lilia. So, finally, we are complete. I'm very glad to have you, have you uh, with us here. Um, question, Lilia, where do we want to start? You will tell us the story as to why we are talking to each other and why we had, despite the tragic events and despite the challenge of all of this, um, so much fun when we talked about what you were delivering first. What kind of fruits were you delivering? Oh, of course, pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still waiting for my brother to enter, but yeah, unfortunately, he's in the hospital aisle. now. Um, and yeah, he's basically the one who gave me the idea to go to the hospitals because I was, um, you know, like having a soldier brother means you're helping him and his comrades, of course, but you're like all concentrated on him and his guys. But um, so yeah, the story. Okay, I'm not. Okay, she's not still there, but um, can I start telling the story right now, or should we wait for him a bit? Do you know when he will join? Later, exact one? Lydia, it's a, it's not a problem. For the benefit of the audience, let's get let's give it a go. Let's start, and you tell people generally what you've been doing and why you've been doing it. Okay, so uh, the main thing is um, I go to hospitals to visit the wounded soldiers, and I don't only like I don't like to just go to a hospital and drop all the stuff and just leave. You know, the the, the main thing is to spend time with the soldiers because that's uh, that's what they actually appreciate and need a lot. And um, I I do remember my like. My first visit was I, I didn't know what to say and how to do it and everything. Um, so yeah, basically just sharing time with them and uh, and thanking them. Just uh, I entered to a room and I told her uh, we are volunteers, group of volunteers. If, if I go alone or with some girl or with a group of people, uh, we just normally tell thank you guys so much for defending us and um, like it's it's a very very beautiful and emotional moment because they're like. Um, so you came to see us and you like we're unknown soldiers for you and you came to see us seriously and we're like yeah yeah let's meet each other so how how did you end up at the hospital <laughs> and I started joking with them and like oh how many contusions do you have or oh how many injuries did you have or how many grams of I don't know Russian rockets pieces of Russian rockets you have in your body or something like this um and yeah, and we just started talking and, and we, you know, spent some time with them and uh, then we keep connection with them and uh, with some of the soldiers, we keep talking and keep having good connection. It's it's very beautiful, honestly. It's a dark humor is a very valuable currency in a war zone. Absolutely. Yeah, so what do you mean? He said dark humor is an important piece of communication. It's a very important currency that you can trade oh, jokes yeah. with the soldiers because humor oh, is yeah. what remains. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, um, I know that a lot of civilian people are, are very, very, very afraid to talk with soldiers uh, directly and they are afraid to offend them. But, um, you know, like, I I just like, oh, okay, if somebody will get off, like, if somebody will, you know, uh, react rude to one of my jokes i would just tell okay sorry because i understand this person is um damaged and for a reason 
but I don't, I will not take it personally. And uh, I just try to show them that I'm, you know, my brother's a soldier. I know he can die any fucking second. So um, I just like, I'm just, and and I have also a t-shirt with my brother and I'm telling, oh, this is my brother. So we're like, you know, I can understand you a little bit. So probably that's also one of the reasons why um, I like to do it. Well, I think my brother's uh, entering. He'll enter now. I'll just send him a link. Mm-hmm. No worries. We're fine. <clears throat> yeah. Lila, that's, that's the difference between you going to make a delivery of uh, medical supplies to a hospital and someone from Renegade going is if we go, we, we don't want to stick our nose in or uh, oh. intrude upon the soldiers and it's not an intrusion when you're there. So you can go and support them and tell them, Hey, thank you. We appreciate oh. you defending us. And, and you're not perceived as, you know, somebody being nosy. Um, I'm like, it's, you know, um, I've been criticized by this kind of activity actually on the group chat of volunteers, foreign volunteers. <laughs> like, Don't listen to them. Like, Tell why, them why are you it's none of their business. Messing around, like, why, why are you bothering them? And I'm like, uh, okay, first of all, it was the idea of my brother who's a soldier. So probably he knows a bit better than you do. Um, so like, okay, thank you for your advice. <laughs> Thanks for your opinion. It's very important for us. <laughs> Something like this. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your opinion. I, I have no interest in it. Yeah, exactly. Keep doing yeah. what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, looks like my brother is going to enter very soon. Uh, just so no stress. We will we'll continue whilst he, do, whilst he does that and takes up yeah. the link. The key thing, Lilia, which we wanted to highlight is that there is a, a special bond which is created by people who do not expect attention. And many, and we've tried this many times, we had uh, Natalia Kandikova from the Veterans uh, Affairs, um, well, mm-hmm. the Minister of Veterans Affairs, and who's been working with them and representing them before, that whilst people try to organize structures, and from the structures, many things follow, it is this individual attention, this human bond, which makes it completely different. When we see images of President Zelensky going to see veterans, of course, it is a, both a media opportunity, it's an obligation, but it's also a signal by the state. But if the civil society, if the individuals like you do it, the heartfelt emotion, the support for the troops comes across in a completely different way. Can you speak a bit about how this evolved and share a few anecdotes as to how you experienced it? Um, every time when somebody asks me to share anecdotes, I forget all of them, but uh um yeah i mean like it's i don't know it's always it's all it's mostly always a beautiful experience it's i never know every time i I open the room and i knock the door and i always ask for permission to enter uh every time i i don't know who is you know like behind that door so i don't know what what kind of people will be there uh what kind of trauma they have and everything but um I don't know. I just, I just want to just all of them just show that that we haven't forgot about them. That that their effort is highly appreciated, and 
that um, people support the soldiers who are fighting, actually, who are on the front line, who are, you know, like actual fighters. But um, once uh, a soldier, like, goes to hospital for any reason, normally, like, you know, like, maybe his friends care about him and family, but not everybody, like, has friends and family around, not... Not all, not every family can go and visit him every day, and I know there's super war there, so it's just basically like, I don't know, just humans' appreciation of as a human being and as Ukrainian, uh, they're defending me. So, like, the main thing is just to tell them thank you from the bottom of my heart, and um, yeah, that's that's it. Um, I don't know. If that was a question. I just got a bit distracted That's with fine. my brother trying to trying to understand how does Twitter works. So, so Leela, just so you know, I've sent your brother a link yeah, as yeah, a DM. All he all he has to do is click on that. Yeah, I, I but it's come from, it's coming from me as well. But yeah, I also sent him, and he listened to us, but for some reason he can't uh, request to speak. But, um, is he on a computer? Sh- is he on a computer? No, on, a, on his phone. Um, oh, okay, okay. I will just send him. Yeah, give me a sec. I will just send him the screenshot Victoria sent me before. Uh, yeah. Because so he heard if, us. It's entirely possible. <laughs> if he's using a web browser on his phone to log in, which he may very well be, he can't speak like that. He needs to use the app. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, I think he has. No, he he definitely has the the app. Okay, so I I told him and he'll he'll figure out. Yeah, I'm just waiting. He's a smart. Maybe, he's a smart. Maybe he could send you a screenshot. Uh, yeah, I will share him the screenshot where he should request the microphone. The microphone. So. No, I mean maybe he. Mm, can't hear you. Uh, repeat, please. Like I said, maybe he will send you a screenshot. No, it's okay. I'm just. I just. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's not a problem. In the meantime, whilst he's doing this, Lilia, the key thing, which is what why uh, we wanted you and your brother to come up here, is to speak a little bit about how you have started to organize yourselves and what happened, what he did. Ah, there he is. I can see Roman already. Uh, Yay! Yay, it works. Wow, no way. And now turn on the mic- microphone. It's Venezuela. Uh, I forgot how to tell uh, down. <laughs> Bottom left. Bottom left, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roman, Roman you're a speaker you now, but you have to talk. Yes, yeah, sure. Good Excellent. evening. Excellent. Good evening. Good evening. It's a much better connection than a few days ago. Very good to have you here. We were already talking to Lilia about how this all came to be. Maybe, uh, can you introduce yourself to the audience, just, you know, for the record, who you are, what you're doing, and the likes, and then we can take it forward, because uh, your story is quite quite unique and uh, also evidentiary for what uh, Ukrainian men have been doing. Or English, uh, English version or Ukrainian? As you see fit, doesn't matter. 
Uh, oh, I have my okay. friend Selene here, and she is exceptionally good at making sure that we can put this into decent English. No problem. Do it in Ukrainian. Uh, all right, I can do it in English. It's okay uh, without translation. So, uh, long story short, I'm Roman. I'm 31, and uh, what I'm doing now, I'm <laughs> fighting for Ukraine's freedom on the battlefield. And uh, yeah, and now I'm recovering after assault operation near near Bahamut. <laughs> when did you start? Uh, when did your volunteering start? I was I was fighting one year in 2015, and uh, then I start uh, in full scale invasion on 24th of February, 2022. And and what kind of unit was that when you entered it? Was uh, it was veterans of Azov Azov Battalion, and then uh, then we grow to brigade. So right now we fight near Bakhmut. Uh, it's uh, but uh, we have we have lots of lots of guys, not only from Azov, but just volunteer civilian people uh, from armed forces of Ukraine. Dif- different different peoples fighting with us, but all of us are volunteer soldiers. Uh, can you describe this? Is there a mechanized unit, or is there the men? It's it's assault 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 brigade. So assault brigade. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Maybe for the audience, I mean, most of us know it already, but maybe you can explain it a little bit better as to the functionality within Ukraine because it's different. The assault brigades Ukraine has are different from what NATO uh, works with. Maybe you can ex- explain a little bit how you're set up, how you're organized, and how you act. Uh I can explain how we fight, but how we organize, I don't know. <laughs> Within limits, of course. Uh, how we organize. I don't know how to answer this question. How organize our brigade? I, I don't understand what, what you want to know. Who, who is my supervisor or what no, 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 no. my commander? The, or... the four, typically, a force structure in an assault brigade in Ukraine um, is very specific. Yeah, you have a, a different evolving concept, and uh, maybe you can just explain how how your uh, troop is organized and how you're fighting and how you're operating. Maybe let's let's get down to more interesting question because I I don't, I don't know how to explain our organization. It's army, stupid boring things which I hate, guys. That's all I want to say. And I'm in army only because I must fight against Russian invasion. The, it's like all big organization we have we have commander and the, and this guys I really don't know how, how to answer all this do you have another no question problem. oh of course we have many questions from and the reason why I'm asking is because most people in the west do not understand the setup of the Ukrainian it's like the same it's army it's like the, say, the same in, as, as in all army all, all over the world nothing maybe maybe I think Excel meant like uh, how you organize in the sense of uh, you're the assault brigade, so you're going on counteroffensive, and you are. No, the they are, they for... ask how organized my uh, how organized our brigade. I, uh, Roman, the, the the question the question goes into the direction of what Lilia highlighted, the functionality of the troops and why you're organized in a certain way. Falain, I think you understand what I mean, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, no, should be somewhere extremely So they're, yeah, they're basically uh, going on like more counteroffensive and stuff. Assault, like them. Daniel, it's it's it's. Um, 
uh, I ask you, do you, do you have more interesting or more valuable question? Because it's not a problem, Roman, of course. Uh, we typically start at the beginning to set the stage, but it's completely fine. So uh, you've, been fi- you've been fighting in Bakhmut in recent, in recent weeks and months. Can you um, tell the audience a little bit about your experience uh, and uh, how it has impacted you and the troops? experience okay maybe you can i don't know what to say about maybe can you can you clarify please about experience what 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 do you mean fighting okay it's very, Survival it's very simple experience. so yeah. I, I can tell you how it is okay uh, um, we've been following the war quite closely uh, we've seen as to how okay. the uh, operations in bakhmut have, uh, have been conducted we've followed the messages of General Silsky and uh, the commanders in the region. We have seen how extremely hard the battles have been. Okay. However, it's different when people who have been in battle can explain the, the massive amount of con- uh, operations and the assaults, the many, many hundreds of assaults by Russian soldiers. And maybe you can explain your experience in that. Oh, Believe it or not, it's uh, it's something unbelievable. Uh, you 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 don't believe me while you while you see so so many people run through the field wave by wave and die and continue to run again and again. I mean uh, Wagner Group uh, who tried to capture our position it was day by day and month by month. It's it's really something like. In movies, but I never see such movies before. It's like really zombie apocalypse. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, they, <laughs> it's 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 something stupid because uh, they were afraid to die. They was under some some drug stuff, some, some narcotics, I suppose. And uh, if they return to their position, I mean uh, Wagner. They will they will be killed by their bro- brothers by their fellows. So the only way to survive for enemies for Russian soldiers is to take our position. That's why it was highly motivated elements zombies who who at least uh, who, who never managed to take even even Bakhmut fully for more than half a year. Uh, we're told they they were coming in waves after waves after waves you just indicated this as well and uh, there was uh, very little order to them that they were shot down mowed down then a next wave came Um, yes was there a change in that rhythm at some point in time you said Wagner troops they used inexperienced troops troops to set them in and scout out your positions and you then withdrew fighting or how did this work uh, do, do do you mean change right now or or then no, how, how during was fight then during the fight? Yeah, of course. The, the first day mission is uh, reconnaissance and try and, tri- and uh, can you hear me? Very well, loud and clear. Five, five, five. Can oh, you? Of course. Yep. Okay, yeah. so of course the first uh, goal was to find out our our position and uh, it was reconnaissance so they just dropped a few groups of men maybe 20 50 men 
just to find out where our position is situated and then they they drop special forces wagner because wagner it's not only uh, cannon fodder it's uh, also special forces guys who very well equipment and very well prepared so it was very big it was combination we fight against prisoners and against zombie and against special forces wagner you just said that they came in waves of 20s or 30s or 50s um how did they coordinate this with uh, drones and artillery? Can you speak a bit about the rhythm of their battle? Yeah, sure. They, they have infinity drones. The, all the little group had, uh, have drone operator and they coordinated to, uh, and, uh, with, uh, with artillery and with the... So they drop group of Wagner and uh, uh, they tell them by the radio which direction they should go, and they and drone fly about their head. So the commander who was sitting maybe five kilometers from the front, they was pretty smart guy, guys, and they was coordinate what what you doing. So they had lots of like stupid soldiers, but they had sm- smart commander, and uh, th- that's why sometimes the attack was pretty successful. Was there any way for your um, troop, for your brigade, to counteract this and target the command posts up there? Were you able to attack them, or were they just too far away, or could you just not find them? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, no. It it, it depends how how good they hide, and uh, it it depends of our weapon and opportunity. But for sure, we like. We destroyed them every every day, but uh, it, it was. You see, they they are outnumber our forces in many times. That's why even when we destroy them every day, it it it's not help us. I understand this, and I appreciate you talking openly about this. But in in terms of the drone usage, your own troops have. How would you rate the performance of the drones you you and your colleagues are employing? What what do you mean? Can you repeat first? How do you how do you assess the performance of the Ukrainian side's drones? Do you have enough? Uh, I mean, there's never enough ammunition. There's never enough kit. I understand this, but uh, are are you feeling comfortable with the usage of drones on the Ukrainian side to uh, defend against the Russians? Uh, yeah, of, of course, of course, it's, it's always not enough uh, weapon, and especially drones, because the they destroyed many of them. Just destroyed on the battlefield every single day. What What do you think is the average life of a drone? How many sorties? Oh, I I can I can't calculate. It's it's impossible from my opinion. Rule of thumb, gut feel. Some, mm, no, uh, it 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 will be not precise. Uh, even even. Approximately, because some of them live maybe first fly and it destroyed, and some of them can live months. So it's not average number, for my opinion. Okay. So how, um, when you've survived these waves of, as you said, um, stupid infantry being forwarded but guided by their uh, commanders, um, how many times did you manage to cycle out? Because obviously that takes a toll both on performance and on your mind 
and you have to defeat, uh, you have to say deter them. How how many days on end did you stay in the trench and then were cycled out to re recover? Ah, uh, you you mean you mean rotation and battle? Yeah, cy cycling out from the front line. Typically, you cycle out okay. the unit after some time at the front line. It 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 depends. It depends. On the winter, it was maybe one, two, maximum three days, because it was impossible to survive even without enemies, just to survive in this freaking frozen. Uh, land in frozen trenches uh, but uh, sometimes too weak sometimes 10 days it it depends on mission it depends on our lotus and uh, on many factors so let's let's say from one to 10 days that that is a pretty long time if i may say so by comparison some, to some units some units stay longer on the on the trenches so it's uh, It, it it depends because they had another another task maybe just only uh only protect trenches and that's all because we uh our task was pro protect and defend and also counterattack it was always counterattack little counterattack operation there active defenders mm -hmm. this they call it yeah i understand And the key component of defense is obviously counterattack and Sorry? managing. Can... The key, uh, a key component, a key of, component. Of, active, yeah, is, is an, of an active defense is a counterattack. Now, how did you gain ground with your counterattacks properly, or was it just literally just intruding, probing, reverting, and going back to your position? Uh, Can you can you rephrase, please? Because uh, sure, of course, not a problem. You... Did you when you when you counterattacked? Was were these counterattacks only intrusions that you would uh, uh, penetrate their lines, go through, oh, yeah, take it. out the positions, and then come back? It's it it also de it, it depends on our mission and on our task. What what we what we are planning to do with this? Sometimes yes, sometimes we only just counterattack. Get get out of them, destroy destroy enemies in the trenches, and then step back. And uh, so enemy enemies uh, get to these trenches again in a few hours. Sometimes we take the trench and uh, and defend them. So it's uh, it's very dif it's very different different tasks. Understood. We were told that uh, sometime in March this year more and more units in and around Bakhmut were using um, different mortar mortar artillery. Um, was that also in your unit? Uh, use a mortar? What is it? Perlain, shoot the mortar. Minamet. Yeah. So can you, can you repeat? We were can you repeat? In, yes, yeah. of course. We were told that in, in March... There, there was an uh, there was an influx of more mortar from the west, uh, and that some uh, units were actually benefiting from it, and that helped in the urban battle in in and around Bakhmut. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, when uh, when we had uh, this western uh, western weapon, this mortar, I saw this M seven seven seven. It was it's so precisely and it saved many lives. So I, I just want to say thank you to you all guys who 
push a government to help to help us with this because it's uh, it's incredibly help us. I think this is the least we can do, given the fact that you are fighting for both Ukraine and freedom and democracy. Yeah. Yeah. So how how is the morale of your uh, troops? Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Axel. I, I would I would offer um, I would offer a few more questions for Roman, and then we'll uh, leave him to go because he's still at the hospital. And not um, a problem. Yeah, <laughs> just Roman, tell us when you when you want to leave and when you feel more tired. I know you're under some medicine also. So feel free to just tell if it's the end yeah, last question. Yeah, I, yeah, I had in maybe in few minutes uh, evening torture procedure, hospital procedure, torture? which called injection. What? Yeah. Oh. So wish me luck, guys. <laughs> but uh, yes, good luck to that. Yeah, but maybe a few few more questions. Can I can respond? So please. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. You asked about moral. Oh, no, you, what, what are yeah, you asking? Yeah, I, I asked about uh, how the, the morals of your troop, I mean, you're now in the hospital, you're evidently you're recovering, but when you were last with your troop, how was the moral setup? How, how were the guys feeling? Yeah, in general, in general, finally, finally we liberated our land. It's, uh, it's, uh, you, we can't compare this feeling to any others because, uh, uh, we, uh, hello. Yes, we hear you. Okay. Talking. Okay, because uh, when we when we liberate our land, that we we step on the land which was under Russian occupation. It's uh, something incredible and unbelievable, and we are highly motivated to continue. But the only thing which can affect on our mood, it's uh, that. Uh, when we kick infantry out uh, from the position, we must uh, defend ourselves against uh, infinity uh, artillery and uh, and the Russian aviation, and uh, we can't protect ourselves against it. And uh, it's bad for our moral. But uh, yeah, something like this. That's understood, and thank you for that. Um, now you're in hospital. I'm not going to ask you about how you feel. It doesn't really. You've already indicated this. But, I'm um, better than others. So <laughs> that's what I heard. Yes, and you mentioned this before. So um, what, what... and we also visited Roman a couple of days ago. Oh, no. So now, now he was. What do you say? He was a. <laughs> he was a receiver of 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 the idea he actually gave me couple of months ago. Now he was the one we were visiting in the hospital. <laughs> but yeah, it's more later when Raman will yeah. leave. What will happen after you come out of the hospital? Where will you go? Uh, sorry? What happens after you're out of the hospital and you've recovered? You're back to your troops, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, liberation operation is not over, so my troop need me. So I'll return to the battlefield. Where do you think the battlefield will be when you return? Oh, I think I think the same. I think the same near near Bakhmut area. We're hearing a lot of good news uh, about what uh, Ukrainian armed forces, your um, soldiers and uh, fighters, are doing there in the region. It's very hard. We understand this. 
but at the same time, the, your, seemingly your troops are now facing a lot more regular Russian army um, who seemingly have the same kind of silly ideas as the Wagnerites. Um, what kind of equipment would your units need most? What do you think? What is missing at the moment, other than ammunition, which is always missing? No, my friend, we need uh, F-16. That's what we need. <laughs> we need airplanes, for sure. Because it can it can change everything and save lives. Of course, of course, we need we need real tanks. We need uh, leopards. We need uh, armored vehicles. We need many things that uh, Europe and the USA had, but do it very slowly. I don't know why they just watch how it's happened and how Ukrainian soldiers pay bloody bloody check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blew the price for that, for for waiting. That's all we need because we we have motivation, we have courage, we have uh, we have power, but we uh, we must receive what what we was promised. You know when we, when when we when we, when they take out our nuclear weapon, they promise us safety. Yeah, I think everybody amongst us agrees with that that uh, the failure to protect yeah. Ukraine is coming home to uh, kill Ukrainians and also threaten Western democracy. Now, Roman, what will you do when the war ends? <laughs> Guys, it's, uh, it's, very, it's, it's a very big and huge topic. Uh, but, but you have something sure. in mind, right? My friend, I have so so much plans for for Ukraine and for recovery and for uh, recover uh, for recovery injured soldiers and for <laughs> raised business and the economy and for my uh, for my personal vocation. Many awesome things will happen after victory, but right now we should work hard. So. Fully, fully understood. What I wanted to highlight, and thank you for that answer, is that the Ukrainians right. know what yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the Ukrainians know what they're fighting for, and you have plans for the future. This is what is the fight is about. It's about the future of the country, of your friends, of your families, and the likes. And this is why you need more support from us and faster yeah. support. Yes, guys, that's what we're talking about. So thank you very much for listening, guys, and for spending this evening uh, in Ki- in Kiev, uh, in Ukraine. It's uh, evening, so same here. Jakub, best uh, regards Jakub. from Tallinn, Estonia. Yeah. All right, be on touch. Take care, guys. Thank you, Roman. Thank you. Salili, I forgot you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Okay. Bye. Uh, thank you, thank you for tuning in. All right, Lilian. So, now we heard your brother. Tell us a little bit about your brother. Because he's very serious. He's recovering in hospital. This is not easy for him. And now he has to face yet again another injection, which he really doesn't like. I fully appreciate this. And he said as much the days before. How do you feel when you see him, him, in the hospital and not the others you meant, uh, you saw before? Mm, I mean, he at least has less chances to die from 
a Russian bullet or from some artillery. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of obvious, I think. I mean, I want him to recover, of course, but at the same time, it's like, okay, at least he has some time to sleep. He doesn't have to be exhausted all the time. People are taking care about him, and uh, yeah, he at least has some time to sleep. So it's kind of weird, but I'm... Okay, yeah, it's kind of (laughs) weird. But if you know, I mean, yeah, thanks, Ryan, for the heart. I guess you understood me, but... It's really weird, but I mean, the times we're living in, it's, um, you have a lot of weird emotions and weird thoughts, and, like, I know he, he's having some rest right now, but I know he's, he'll be back to the fight as soon as possible, and he would like to be back to fight sooner than he should be, but, you know, uh, as every every soldier I met in the hospital and they, they for example were supposed to stay for five days they were telling no my guys can't be without me for five days they need me now so just just um, you know help me faster and, and then I'll be back to fight so that's always like this well then, yeah, maybe we can switch gears now and talk a little bit about how you started the, the volunteering and what happened then. Can you give us a little background to this? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think it was in March or April. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't remember. Honestly. Uh, yeah, and uh, just Roman, uh, yeah, it was in March, 13 of March. Uh, so Roman ended up at the hospital and um, we got contusion. These guys also got contusion because they were fighting in Bahamut. It was super rough. And um, I, I I know he likes to love fruits. So I wanted to send him fruits by post office, you know, like uh, buy pineapples, order some cool, tasty, amazing mangoes, stuff like this. And I wrote this idea on my story and I hide the story from him. <laughs> And a lot of people like replied me like, "Hey, I want to join too. I want to, you know, cheer them up, cheer the guys up. Uh, how can I join?" Like, and just people started to send money to my cards, and uh, <coughs> I bought a lot of fruits. I bought like half of the hood of my car full of fruits, uh, and then I called Roman and told, "Okay, to which post office should I send it?" you something but i haven't told him what exactly because i wanted to make you surprised and he told okay what do you want to send me don't send me anything i'm I'm fine i can buy myself etc and then i told him the whole idea and then he told me okay it's my decision you take the fruits and you uh bring it to the hospital and at that time i was living in lviv because uh since the full invasion i moved from here to Lviv. so uh just took the fruits and uh, with one girl we went to the hospital and uh, we just randomly like went to one of the hospitals and all just opened the door and there were soldiers uh, without the legs and arms and <laughs> I remember I was super nervous because I didn't know what to tell and how to explain who I am and what am I doing and why do I have the pineapple in my head uh, so I just like 
I started like, hey, um, my brother. Just, I don't know. I just started with some long story. I haven't told him a volunteer. I wasn't considering myself a volunteer at that time. Um, and yeah, just that's how it happened. And then there were more times. And then the first time I, I went to the east of Ukraine, I felt that I have no time to live in Lviv anymore. So I moved back to Kiev where my home is. Um, so now, like other people are probably going in the hospitals. I'm in Kiev and the more in east of Ukraine hospitals. Yeah. Lydia, uh, but this has continued since. So, and you're constantly in, in this uh, state of delivering supplies, going into the hospitals, talking to people. This is an, an, a very important social function. How many people are doing what you're doing? Uh, good question. I know a girl. I've never met her in in person, but uh, I wrote like I wrote it on my Instagram story. Like, hey, who would like to do it on your own city? Just like message me. I will, you know, tell you how I did it, how I started. Maybe you need, you know, like opinion or share my experience or stuff like this. So I know she's constantly going there, but um, normally like. Uh, I, I don't know. I I haven't like I know volunteers visiting soldiers, but um, I don't know. I like at some in some hospitals in Kiev we met the how how are they called the Kapelan? Uh, Is there shit, Andrei? Kapelan and Liska. Kapelan. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot how this. Military pastor is called like the child. Oh, you can say like chaplain or padre. Yeah, it's the same. Chaplain, chaplain. Yeah, so the uh, like the chaplains, uh, and um, and sometimes my my guys. I mean, the ones who I met at the hospitals, like write me like, "Hey, nobody's visiting me," and I'm like, "Okay," posting a story, and people are going there. (laughs) It's always funny. But no, I'm like I don't really know how many people are doing some. I know like people are supporting hospitals and soldiers, but I don't know if they're just randomly going to a, like unknown soldiers and just chilling with them. The interesting thing is, Lilia, I was just discussing this with a friend that essentially Ukraine wins the war because it has a civilian society. It has that civilian support. This is what we've been saying on this program. And when you and I spoke before, we discussed it already. It's a completely different setup in terms of culture. What you're doing is the Lord's work, as I would call it, but at the same time, this is what my friend Tolain here, Vika, would have always said is, this is what's practical. This is, you know, this is the right thing to do. And people just do that. Uh, You know, like, mm, one of, the very, very important thing my brother always told it's um, when a fighting soldier who is in like good health, who is not injured, I mean, like who is still fighting, knows that the moment he will end up in the hospital, because uh, let's be honest, uh, it's just a matter of time when the soldiers will end up in the hospital at some point. Because if you're fighting, you're anyways will end up in the hospital with a contusion or something more serious. So uh, every soldier knows if he's fighting, if he's on the front line, he will or he can or die or get injured. It's like not very difficult. 
so if all the soldiers will know that the moment they will end up at the hospital, uh, the civilian people will not forget about them, it's going to be way easier for them to fight. So uh, just my like Roman's idea, and I totally support it, and I I try to do it as like you know I, I try to make it real and reality is uh, just I want to like all the soldiers who are fighting know that uh, we civilians we the background I'm not fighting I'm I mean I can shoot but I'm 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 not shooting now so. Uh, we are a background, we are like a peaceful part, but mm, we just want to let them know that the whole society will support them. And uh, Roman, when you ask him about his plans after the victory, uh, he told a lot of plans, he told about the recovery. So uh, we all have to be ready that the, after the victory, there are going to be a big a huge amount of soldiers who will be going back home to a peaceful life and will be we have to be ready as a society to uh, receive them and to show them respect to be patient to oh, sorry to um, you know like not to be like oh he has a contusion if, if we see like somebody behaving weirdly some soldier behaving weirdly on the street not to be like, oh, ah, he is with the contusion, you know, like with disrespectful meaning. No, we have to be super, super uh, patient and respectful and grateful till the end of our lives to, to, to all the soldiers who will be back, who will be lucky enough to be back to, to home, to peaceful life. And uh, I think like, these hospital visits it's one of the like uh, tiny bricks on this big house we, we all have to build Lillian would you allow me to uh, open the floor to a few questions from the audience because both Ryan you yeah, know sure. Robin Skykers they all have yeah. their hands up and I'm sure that there's a couple of very good questions Ryan would you mind starting yeah of course um, pleasure mine was more a comment of support and agreement um, you have no question I, Ryan Please. I, Come I, on. I wish Thank you. <laughs> I, I agree with her so much about what she's saying, uh, how effective and uh, useful support from civilian volunteers is uh, just for moral support. And I wish somebody who was doing the work she was doing could show these soldiers how many civilians who are not in condition to fight, line up routinely to donate blood to make sure the soldiers have what they need. I was left speechless when I went to a, a blood donation center and saw how many people were standing in line just spending part of their day to get their blood to make sure that the soldiers had enough stuff to live. That's very beautiful. Uh, That's they, terrible. They honestly... I mean they had so many. I was sent there by uh, one of the firemen in Kharkiv, and he was apologizing profusely to me because he sent me there and they turned me away. But I mm -hmm. told him, no, 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 that's a good thing. If they're turning me away because I'm, I'm not Ukrainian, that means they have more than enough Ukrainian blood donors. And that's, that's a positive thing. I don't care if I came over here, but I wish other people could see 
how much community support there is, even when it's people hiding in a basement so they can donate blood. That's very, very important. Thank you for for sharing this. I can tell, comment, share this experience. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan, and much appreciated. Shall we go to Skykiss, who has a question? Skykiss. Yes, thank you. Um, first of all, I, I've been wanting to tell everyone there's a card up in the nest, and um, it was the sixth one. I haven't checked where it's moved. Um, about our guest, and even though Roman had to go get an injection, sister is here. And I've been following both of you for um, quite some time. And uh, uh, so this is this is really wonderful that he was able to come and speak with us at all. Um, I convinced him. I really asked him a lot. Like, I asked him, like, please come, please, <laughs> please. Well, thank you. <laughs> no, it was really wonderful just to, to have him in the space. Um, and last night, um, a number of us were on, um, his, you know, his his uh, thread, his tweet, um, with him, you know, his video and him talking from the field. And uh, some of us had had. I, I go, oh yeah, I commented a few days ago. Well, I have something else to put there, and so you know, a number of of, of my friends in NAFO were uh, were sending in pictures and all kinds of, you know, just just um, happy things. And I said, I'm going to get him a picture that's just really peaceful, so he has something to think of. If he just he's tired and he closes his eyes and he just wants to sort of, <laughs> in my parlance, it would be space out, you know, you, you, you just relax and you go, you know, deeply off into sleep because you, you have um, let your, tr your troubles and your cares melt away so that you can sleep well. And that's, that's, was my thinking when, when I posted the, the picture. And um, so that was just something I did last night. And, it, you know, often, first of all, I, I really wanted to say something about what Ryan said. I remember, Ryan, when you were describing this experience of the blood bank um, for the soldiers and you're uh, being turned away, I remember that. And we were all really touched that so many people had turned out to support their defenders. So it it's just, you know, I mean, the, the Ukrainian people have taught us all so much about how to be good humans. Even if we're already pretty good humans, they remind us we can be better. And we are trying to... We put a lot of talk, time, writing um, efforts into getting the F-16s. So I, I do want you to, when, when you have a, a chance, to, to tell Roman, we are making every effort to get all the, the kit and equipment and the F-16s and other big equipment so um 
we worked really, really hard on getting the leopards free. Uh, it was a huge campaign and everybody got on board. We all got behind that because we just felt it's so important. And we've learned, I mean, those of us who came into the space, who are artists or writers or nurses, we have learned so much about what the military needs and, and we are learning it so that we can help get it. It is interesting. It's very interesting. But anyway, um, and, and I want to thank you for taking fruit because that's really important that um, soldiers and, and civilians, too, are, are getting enough nutrition just to live, just to, you know, continue to survive. And that's what we really want for everyone who's Ukrainian. We want your culture and your people to survive. And we really, we care and we love everyone. I mean, that's, that's a really big thing in NAFO. We, even after the war, we're all going to continue to be there for you and to, of and to love and care for you. Thank you. Yes. And you're all welcome in Ukraine. Thank you. Thank you. And you're all very welcome in Ukraine. Oh, we're, we're going to come to spend our dollars and euros in Ukraine because that's the, of one course. of the best things which we can do right after all this happens. We're going to go there and yeah. spend our money and help people recover because that's another thing which is otherwise not considered. People who are now supporting Ukraine will come and support in reconstruction and they will also spend their money there. And we will make sure that education and those topics, which Roman also, you talked about before, all the things which you had planned for Ukraine, all the things which can be said will be financed, initiated. And this will, it's not governments who do this. This is what people do. And we owe you that. Yeah, but the government is, I mean, the government is the mirror of us. So when we, we start changing it, I mean, the governments will do what we want to do. We are very, like, we... We're too stubborn to just, you know, like, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, sorry, just when you told it's not government, I mean, government just the mirror, so we, we all will do the whole thing and um, we'll, we all will have to rebuild it. So, yeah, we're welcome after Victor. I mean, those who want to still want to come here, I will also would like to meet you, but I know not everybody uh, will be crazy enough to come to Ukraine right now. And it's not the safest place in the world. But still, you're very welcome. And uh, thank you, uh, Skykis, for your comments. Appreciate it. All right, Aviva. We have lots... Uh, sorry, Ryan, I apologize. But we have lots and lots of questions up. Ryan, if you don't mind, given the fact that you're one of us anyway, uh, I would really love to go to questions. We had Robin, we have uh, Ming, we have Anke, we have Mete. Lydia, please stay with us. Robin, Anke, we'll do the ladies first, Mete, and then Ming. Robin. Thank you, Axel. Um, I'm not sure I'm a lady, but I am a woman. Um, I very I'm so sorry. I'm so old school. I wouldn't be able to uh, dictate you as just a woman. You're a lady in my No, books. that's fine. <laughs> Vielen Dank. I'm a single lady. I'm a single lady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> 
my neck so deflating. Yeah, I had the sun in my head. It was. I don't want to take a lot of time because there are a lot of people who I'm sure have more important things to say than I do. But I just wanted to thank you for what you're doing and uh, thank Roman when you speak with him. Uh, for he his uh, Twitter feed and his Instagram page does something very important, which I'm not sure he he might be aware of. It's it's so easy for people who are not people who don't know Ukraine or haven't been in Ukraine, don't know Ukrainians, to think of Ukraine as a place where there's a war. And one of the things that Roman does so beautifully is remind us all that these are human beings, that, that Roman had, has had a, uh, had a career before the war, which God willing he will go back to. And the fact that he recently put up a picture of himself before the war, in, in, I think he was in a bar in a suit, and you, you know, it showed us, reminded us again that these are human beings. All of you are people who want to go back to your lives, and we, you should know. You, I'm sure you are aware that you have support all over the world to get you to get you back there as fast as possible. So I will let let other people go on, but just a thank you for everything you do, and you you um you have our love and our prayers and Godspeed. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Hey there. I'd like to repeat what Robin was just saying about um, please do thank him and all of the other soldiers that you meet in the hospital. I mean, I want to thank you for that effort because seeing injured people and missing limbs and all that that's not easy and i appreciate you for taking that burden um secondly i also want to ask um kind of wanted to ask roman but maybe you can speak to this what does he do to stay um to keep his humanity while he's seeing all this death you know i mean not only are you causing death to other human beings, you know, they're your enemy, you got to kill them. But it's never fun, you know, as a human being and, and, and having to, you know, deal with his own fallen camp comrades, whether they died or whether, you know, he's having to put tourniquets on them or whatever. I mean, I've seen the clips where he's said, you know, where he sits there and he's just enjoying an energy bar or some chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, those little things that help you hang on to your humanity in the midst of all this hell. Um, I'd love for you to speak to that. And, and I don't know, is the army or, you know, are the um, military forces working with the soldiers to help them, you know, stay sane in all of this? Thank you for the first part of your speech, uh, and uh, I'll start with the second question. Yes, they're uh, psychologists. Normally, they're psychologists. And uh, second, uh, I I can tell not because I'm a Roman sister, but I I just know he's he's a very unique person. Um, he's not just like a Ukrainian English speaker speaking soldier. But he also works a lot on uh, self um, self development, on uh, always like you know trying to learn new things. I mean, before the full invasion, he was he was doing a lot of things. 
just self-development, self-development all the time. And actually, if you follow, by the way, who doesn't follow him on Instagram, I, I truly recommend, and I'm not, I'm not speaking now as his sister. I'm like, he's an incredibly unique man. And uh, just recently he told, like, doesn't matter that it's war or not or anything which, which is happening around you. You always have to, you know, keep like uh, learning new things. You, you don't have to just become um, a vegetable and you can't just be like, oh, I'm a soldier and I'm doing nothing else but a soldier, but I'm fighting. So uh, he always tries uh, first, like, first of all, he, yeah, it's it just his, how, how he is. He always tries to um, become, like, tries to find uh, beautiful things on the middle of, of something terrible. For example, his, like, the video which just went super viral on TikTok the last, the previous hour, when he just laid down uh, and the bullets and, and the sound of war and he's telling, oh, and I see the butterflies and they're super beautiful. And people were like commenting like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? I mean, he's on war and he's telling how beautiful the butterflies are and the bees, like what? Um, so it's, it just, he just, here. it's not that, He's just lucky to be so positive or something. He really works super hard on keeping being like, I wouldn't tell positive, but not to get mad and just um, to try also to understand that death, unfortunately, it's something that is going to happen with all of us. But uh, the question is, why did you like, why did you live? I mean, we're all going to die, but uh, what did you left after your death? What impact you did? Um, how many people's lives you changed? Uh, wh what are the good things you did in this life? And, and how did you actually die? You know, if you died being an alcoholic or, or just a shitty person, or you died defending your country, defending your loved ones, defending your city, your your every inch of your land. That's that's a question. Thank you so much, Lilia. I I I <laughs> um I'm struggling a little because you're because you're I'm feeling super touched by all of this and the lessons that not only He's showing for himself and all of Ukraine, but also for the rest of the world. And I really hope that he continues to do this because I, it's people like you and him who I believe can help make not only Ukraine, but the entire world a better place by the way you are. And I have one last question, and I don't know if you have an answer or not, but um, is there anything, I mean, we're doing what we can you know, with our donations and by um, pleading with our governments to to do what we ha can to get those F-16s and, I mean, heck, even helicopters, Atacams, all of that stuff. But what is, is there anything else that we can do, whether it's for the guys in the hospital or anything? I mean, can we, is there some place we can send cards? Is there some place that we can... I don't know, T-shirts, anything to remind these people, whether they're going, they are able to go back to the front or not. 
Is there anything that your ordinary everyday person can do to help with these guys? Thanks. That's my last question. Thanks. It's a really great question. And for me, it sounds more like a future project. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are like some kind of these initiations, like maybe projects of other volunteers. I, I don't know about it, but it really sounds like something very, very cool. And um, hmm, yeah, now you made me think I'm opening my notes. I probably will find somebody who will because what you're doing, what you're doing to try to, to try to remind them that they're not, you know, recovering there by themselves, you know, the importance of keeping up um, the morale of people who are laying there in a hospital just trying to heal. I know how important the mental aspect of all of that is and having reminding them that they're not there by themselves, I think, would really help. Uh, for example, I mean, from like my experience, um, sometimes uh, a few times I received um, some boxes with like gift sweets and stuff with cute things. Um, and I brought it to the hospital and I told, oh, this was sent by, I don't know, some girl from Germany and, and gave it to the soldiers. And they were like, wow, seriously. I mean, one thing it's when I'm bringing it and another thing it's they, they know that there is somebody who they don't know personally, who they never met, but somebody who thought about the soldiers and who sent them this gift. And then um, I brought it to them and uh, gave it. And this is, this is beautiful. I mean, it's, it's possible to do. And I think it's, uh, it potentially can be something really cool. Some, it just, I, now I started to have so many ideas in my head. So thanks for, for, for asking about this question. It's one of the things I would like to do. Thank you, Uncle. Much appreciated. Thank you, Lilia. Let's um, move to a meta word at our end up and then go to Ming and Ryan and Stikers. Meta. I'll try to be short, Lila, but I have so much to say to you. But, you know, I'm talking to you as a granddaughter of a grandfather who suffered from PTSD all his life because of Russians. But, uh, I mean, you have the spirit. We call it Sisu in Finland. Finland was in rubbles after the winter war, in total rubbles. And uh, the Finland recovered pretty quickly. Because of the Sisu, because of the spirit that the Ukrainians have, and I, I just, I'm in tears. I'm in tears listening to you guys. And I, you know, uh, Bakhmut. I've, I've talked with some, some soldiers who have been there, and it's, it's like you know, even if you don't have the battle at the moment, you can't get two hours of sleep because of the smell and because of the dying Wagner's uh, dying there, and it's. It's 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 a hell on earth, yeah. and to recover from that and to come to society, it's so important that the whole world understands that what Ukraine is going through. I understand it, and I think all this space understands it. And um, 
and you know if i could i would <laughs> come with you and bring some fruits because i know my grandfather got the banana first banana in 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 after <laughs> after oh. the war and it was so but you know in the 40 uh, 45 there were no fruits in 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 shops yeah. anyway so yeah. you know, fruits are something but you know what you're doing is so so wonderful. I wish we could come up with something, you know. Uh, but I think it, my thought is we should try, you know, many a report could try to uh, get some kind of internet, uh, real doctors, psychologists uh, to help the Ukrainian soldiers to recover from the horrors. I don't know, maybe fruits, maybe some treatment. I don't know, you let us know and we try to do it. But keep on doing what you're doing and Ukraine will survive and we won't, we won't, you know, I, I know that Finland, whole Finland would want to fight beside you, but it's not possible at the moment. But, you know, yeah. it's it's frustrating it's frustrating to be here and, you know, but it's so great what you're doing. And I hope you all, all, all keep on keeping the spirit because Ukrainian spirit is just like, you know, 100%. It's so wonderful and you will, you will prevail. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course, um, can I just also correct one thing? When somebody is telling like we will survive, I feel like we're the um, how is it called? Uh, it feels for me. Uh, it's not personal uh, to you, but I hear it very often. Like when, um, for me, one of the very, very, very important thing is the vocabulary uh, used when talking about Ukraine and the war and. Uh, when somebody tells me when this all ends, I always tell when Ukraine will win. So I was correct. I'm a bit like always correcting people on this thing. Also, uh, Ukraine will not survive. We will win. I mean, we no. We just have no other option. Um, I meant, I meant, of course, win. Yeah, 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 but yeah, prevailing, yeah. I mean, you will, you yeah. will always flourish. Uh, is that a better word? You know, well, know what I mean? You, but Ukraine yeah, will yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, I'm just telling it like also like for uh, those who are listening. Like, just it's it's super for us. It's super important that also the vocabulary um, people from abroad using, and it's like it's it's extra extra important. Uh, just like Ukraine will win and uh, we will like it's our home and we've no other option if somebody will attack your home you will like if you're our slave or you will fight we're not slaves so the only option is fight and then the light will pervade the, the evil uh, don't don't take it for like personally that I'm telling it to you I, I was just I just I think sorry I think I heard it like so many times like that um, I'm just starting to be like, okay, now please let me correct this for a little bit. So, um, but I understand what you meant. Um, just going to other people. I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry. I will never say that word no. again. Ukraine no. will win. Yeah, I mean, please, yes, this this is way better, and this is like with more hope than when this will end. What will end? This what? 
What? We don't want the end. We want the victory. That's it. <laughs> so, um, and thank you. Um, I feel really sorry about your uh, grandfather. I unfortunately can't imagine what, what is it. And uh, we'll have the same experience. And I hope uh, our people will recover um, like as fast as possible. And I, I really hope so. And I'm sending you hugs from far away from here. Uh, my my grandfather had a very good life since but he uh, he he uh, suffered from this he didn't speak to so many people but me he speak to so uh but he had a very good career and uh, three sons and everything but he it's uh, but it's it's the society that has to recover and that's what ukraine has as the, in their benefit because all of the society is with you. You know, you're not abnormal. If you go abroad and fight, and you know, like the, like the U.S. fighters from the Vietnam War, they have PTSD, but nobody yeah. understands them when they come home. But in Ukraine and in Finland, it was the same. The whole society supports them and knows what they've done. They are heroes. They are not weirdos. They are heroes. And that's very important, very important. Thank you so much. And, and, and all, all love from Finland. From Thank really. you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Your heroes, all of you. Yeah, with your support also. So, Axel, if I may, I would like to make a comment as well, if I can. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, it's great listening to you. Obviously, the topic isn't great, but Leela, I would like to add something um, just to say how uh, what an amazing thing you're doing. Um, many, many years ago, the British Army, we used to have our own hospitals. Uh, and then we got rid of them. And when um, Afghanistan arrived, um, we pretty much removed, lost all of ours. So what we had was a system where um, British soldiers who'd, like you say, lost legs, etc., they would go into go to hospital, but they would be on a ward with could be some women in there having hysterectomies, and no one understood uh, really what they were going through. So uh, luckily, yeah, no, but so which is why what you were doing is so beautiful, is because. Um, you know, the guys, as you know, will have gone through some extraordinary things and um, you're bringing a level of humanity and understanding that, um, you know, might not have happened. And that's just a, a wonderful thing. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I missed the order, though, uh, Axel. Uh, the order was Ming, then uh, um, Ryan, then uh, Chris. Thank, thanks, Axel. So, sorry, could mic check. Can everybody hear me? Loud and clear. Yeah. Um, so, Lila, I just wanted to say, I think your brother produced one of the most important videos of the war. And yeah. when I say this, uh, and you've mentioned it already, it's the one with the uh, butterflies and bees. Yeah. And I had no idea who he was. <laughs> and I just saw that video, and he talks about... You know, the butterflies and the bees, and uh, about Etta's Loy, you know, the evil that he's confronting. And, uh, and for me, it was so touching. And I, 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 
that that video stayed in my mind. And like I said, I had no idea who he was or or anything. He was just a Ukrainian confronting this evil. And every time someone I came across who was uh, feeling down or, 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 or depressed about the progress of the war, I would send them that video to cheer them up. And one of the people I sent that to, that she was having a really bad time, was Sarah Ashton Cirillo. And, and, oh. and she, she really appreciated it. And, you know, so, I, and this is before she joined the army. Uh, oh, before wow. she, uh, you know, when she was still reporting. And then on New Year's Day, I still had no idea who he was. But New Year's Day this year, I reposted that video and I just said, every time, uh, you know, through the highs and lows of the past year, you know, I, 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 I returned to this video. And, and you replied to it, and that's how you and I became mutual followers. And yeah. your brother was alive. I would just love to meet him. I would so much love to sh shake him by the hand. Oh. Uh, he, he's a fantastic man, uh, as are you. Uh, oh, oh, I apologize. Uh, I've just misgendered you. You're <laughs> a fantastic woman. But, uh, you. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. If you could just let him know, because he sounded a bit down this evening, uh, just let him know what he did then uh, just surpasses everything. Thank you so much. Um, I could hear in your voice that it's really like very, like, that that video really touched your heart. And um, I wish, I really wish that he would be making another kind of videos of showing his travels and uh, showing the sunsets and, and talking about the beauty of the life from the beaches on Bali, Goa, Australian beaches, everywhere in the world, instead of just reminding people how beautiful life is from, from the front line. I wish that would be different, but... Um, as in one of his stories, he told, like, we, um, on his post, he also wrote that we don't choose the, the situation we are in. And we can't be like, oh, why do I have this? Why do we have the war and stuff? No, it's what for we have this. So I think every time he makes all his videos uh, and then, um, you know, like, edit it and everything, um he is just with the idea what for am i here so uh, he he is happy to be lucky enough to see the butterflies and and listen to the bees and not not listening to bullets uh around his head but to but the butterflies and just um yeah i totally agree with you it's a great reminder for all of us and especially when we feel down or when we start to like, you know, complain about something which is really not important at all. We just like, are you alive? Do you have two arms and two legs? Are your loved ones alive? So you are, you're a very happy person. So thank, thank you so much for, um, for telling this. And uh, I will definitely tell him 
uh, I know he knows uh, that this video like is amazing but um, it's always always amazing to hear it from somebody like now in life and thank you I appreciate um, that that you shared this experience that you sent it to to Sarah I didn't know that and it's um, touched my heart thanks a lot Ooh, uh, oh right the uh, hands so we've uh, lexicon everyone's else's hand appears to have disappeared lexicon Oh, hi. Hello. I think I was listening for half of this um, segment before I realized, yeah, I know Roman from, because um, it's Roman, right? He Jake Bro posts Jake Bro every day, does a post, right? And uh, yes. he almost always puts on a clip from Roman. And then, so a couple of weeks ago, what he did, and, and you know, so of course I understand. This is such a beautiful spirit, such a beautiful man. I think the whole world loves him. And uh, so the other day, Jake Bro said, "Oh, I have a very special clip. It must have been Jake's birthday because Roman says that he's sending special wishes to Jake, who is a wonderful guy who uh, talks about Ukraine every day." And Bro, Jake Bro was so, Bro is like a brother too. Uh, bro was so moved, he was he was in tears that Roman thought about him and sent him a message that would go oh. out to all of the uh, people watching Jake Bro's oh. podcast. It was uh, really wonderful. I think it's the most moved I've seen him. In, and and I've been watching him, I guess, the whole war, and he introduced me to Roman. So uh, I understand what everybody's saying. This is a man who can touch millions. He really can. You're so lucky. You're both so lucky to have each other. I really love I you. I can't even tell who who who's luckier me or him. <laughs> that's that's right. It's impossible to know. <laughs> It's your dad who's lucky to have both of you. Uh, our dad is the luckiest and uh, the most patient to, to, to see us growing as kids and fighting with each other. Actually, we're the three of us, so it, uh, it's uh, two older brothers and I'm the youngest. And now he's finally like, okay, now I see the result of my work. <laughs> Definitely. He certainly did good work. And um, I, I have to agree with Ming. Um, full disclosure, I, when I first met you at a barbecue uh, in Bucha, I had no idea that your brother was Roman. Even but, though I uh, told you, I had a t-shirt with him, and I was like, oh, this is my brother. And I was like, ah, okay, now. now well, yeah, I, I <laughs> guess I was distracted. I wasn't paying close enough attention. But Chris... And I both know exactly who your brother is because we've seen his videos before and we find them to be refreshing and, uh, you know, recharging just as volunteers. Um, his, he mentioned earlier on the space that it's, uh, it's a difficult fight because the Russians have seemingly infinite artillery and infinite yes. infantry, but... Yes. Uh, the Ukrainians, like your brother, have uh, infinite optimism, and it's 
evidenced both in your spirit and in your brothers. And you can't beat that. Yep, exactly. Amen to that. Uh, the, the, uh, Chris. Oh, thanks, David. Um, hi, Nina. I, I was just going to say, if, uh, I don't know if it's been said already, but if that video could be um, put up, could it, in the in the nest or something, you know, if we could be, if we could see it again, I, I'm not sure if I've seen it or not, but I'd like to. Um, and uh, Leela, just to say um, that, you know, I speak to a lot of people in Ukraine and try and support them as much as I can, particularly people in the cyber and tech world. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, you may know Yana Rudenko, do you? I've just been, we've just been promoting her. Um, uh, this this month and that and one of the things just to to let you know is that um, I try to get them up here on the space um, and I don't know whether you agree with me, Leela, but um, you know Twitter is not something that everybody uses in Ukraine, yeah. um, and and also they don't really know about Twitter Spaces either. Would you agree yeah. with yeah. me? Yeah, it's not very yeah. popular here. Yeah, that's true. No. Uh, okay. So 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 trust me on this. I know I'm. I know, I know what I'm talking about here because I've like basically tried to persuade um, many people to come to come up onto uh, to the space, and, and that usually means getting them onto Twitter first of all, right? Um, and so I've got. I'm thinking about somebody in particular um, uh, that that folks here know, um, Anna from U Control, and it probably took me about six months or something. Uh, uh, she's in Kiev, and uh, it took me uh, about six months. And then when she got here, she said, "Oh my goodness, Chris, I sh why why wasn't I here before?" And I was like, "Well, I." <laughs> Well, well, I've been telling you for six months. I've been trying to persuade you to come up, right? And, and she said, I said, well, why, why, what did you like? She said, I couldn't believe that there are all these people all around the world, Chris, that are supporting us. It, you know, and I just put that for your in your list there, Leela, because we do have, you know, a lot of soldiers that come up from. Uh, you know, either from the front line or, you know, that are recuperating or whatever. Um, yeah. and, and some of them I know do get a lot of, um, you know, enjoyment and benefit from just like listening to us prattle on type of thing, you know. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. So I, I would if perhaps put that on your list and that, you know, that you obviously you'll have to do the same as me. You'll have to persuade them to go on Twitter and then. Yeah, and then, I do. I do. Uh, and, yeah, and, and then go on Twitter Spaces and that, but you know, genuinely, I know that it it, it does help. And you, and somebody has already said, yeah, actually, it did help. I think maybe you just said that. You know, maybe uh, it does help. You know, that people know uh, that we are that we are caring about the, um, them and and working for them all the time here, all the time. Yeah, you feel the the support of the community is always important and. Uh... But I think, yeah, Twitter here is not very popular. Uh, it starts to be popular um, for, like, younger people. And But I know, for example, like, I think in, like, here people are 40 plus. They're not on Twitter, for example. And they're not also on, maybe on Instagram. But it's, it's slightly different audiences, first of all. But I know... Um, I've already met a lot of great people on Twitter who doesn't have Instagram or Facebook. They only use Twitter. 
and that that's really great. So Twitter is is cool, and the spaces are really cool also. Uh, what, so, what are you talking about? Uh, the Anna, the uh, Anna T. Uh, no, no. Uh, oh. her, her name is um, Anna Opodosenko. Uh, so she works for You Control. Do you know You Control in Kiev? Mm, no. The company. Okay. Well, I, you could. We can DM one another, and I can give you some more information if you like. I'll, mm-hmm. I'm following. Chris, yeah. Send us her info, and I'll see if we can get her on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Anyway, a light-hearted question here, Leela. I hear. I see that you're a singer. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, would you do a, a rendition of Hey Sokoli then? I've been trying to get Philane to do this for ages. She won't, but I'm putting you on the spot, Leela. Uh, sorry, what do you want me to do again? Hey, Sokoli. Oh? Or, uh, I say, hey, Sokoli. I don't know. Look, I, I, I'm, oh, I hey, struggle with my... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's oh, the one. God, you know, I would love to do that, but unfortunately, as you can probably hear, I, I got sick. And I can't sing now. It just hurts my 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 throat. Even speaking, she's <laughs> really good. Well, uh, well, listen, uh, Leela. Then what we can <laughs> do is we can make a date, right? Obviously, <laughs> you and I aren't having a date, but we'll make a date for you to come up, and we could do that. And you could do the Red Verbenum as well, right? Both you songs. Singing space. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, no, here, come here and do it live. Uh, and a cappella, if you if you want, but if you want come, to put the music there. with it, that's as good. Come, come where exactly? Come here, come here, right? You come on, on here on and you sing Report. both songs on the Maria oh. Report. Hmm, I'll have to think about it. But um, yeah. <laughs> what was there to think <laughs> about? I love, to, I love to sing. I first have to recover my voice. General one, normally I, I don't sound like this even when I speak. And I don't cough all the time. You'd better do it or one of us Americans is going to try to sing it and you don't want that, trust me. No. It's so much better with a Ukrainian accent. Oh, but, you, but you, David, will have to learn the Ukrainian song so we can sing together. Yeah, you don't want me singing. But anyway, yes. Well, it's a deal. I will, I will try and learn it. I, I, I've listened to it most days. But they are for, for the last, gosh, Six to eighteen months now, almost. Uh, they've uh, I've been listening to both songs. I can't put them down. It's a it's a strange thing, but they're be- both beautiful. Which is yeah, and the oi oi lu chevrona kalina. kalina. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah, this one is the remix. There's the original one. Is which the Sitch Rifleman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we can do both versions. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for this because uh, I, I have a, 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 I have an idea for another song as well. But we, I will DM you about that. Wonderful. Okay. Okay. Deal. <laughs> right. So we got hands. I think it was Ryan and, and uh, it was Ryan first, then Meta afterwards. Ryan. Two quick questions. I was wondering if you and Andy had thought up a name for your uh, fruit delivery operation yet. And I was thinking or wanting to suggest the Pineapple Express. (laughs) Perfect. Also, we we sometimes we call ourselves in the stories by uh, Pineapple Gang or Pineapple Company or whatever connected with Pineapple. Pineapple Pineapple Express. Express. I think you should go with Pineapple Express. (laughs) 
Um, second question, I was wondering oh, what you've both been doing uh, down and around Kherson and if you're still in that general area or not. Uh, we, okay, oh yeah, fun, <laughs> like, uh, okay, yeah, uh, Kherson, uh, I will let Andy now speak. So, uh, let me introduce yeah. you, Andy, my very good friend and great organizer and a person who doesn't um, irritate me as most people do <laughs> when I spend a lot of time together. So we haven't killed each other in more than a week. It's a very good reference to me. So, here we go. Yes, thank you for the introduction. Thank you very much. So basically, most of the time during this being more, um, I was thinking was in, more in a different field, in the field of tactical medicine. Now I was teaching people tactical medicine, but here just unexpectedly, it just so happened that I just let the guys uh, use my car to go to uh, That's always happened unexpected with us. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely, 100% yeah, of the time. So, yeah, they tried... They, yeah, they, they took my pickup truck and they tried to go to Herson area and basically they couldn't drive all that far away because they burned right to the head gasket. I mean, it just sometimes happens. So I helped them tow the truck and uh, uh, one of them uh, who is actually a professional lifeguard and uh, he's from abroad, he's from United Kingdom, I believe. He went straight to Herson and the three of them were back to Kyiv. And uh, uh, the very next day, so in the morning, I decided, hey, like you guys, like got one place left, and we got a different car now, a more spacious one, uh, actually a minivan, right? So on the morning, I decided, like, hey, I should actually join the team, you know? So and Andy uh, is a driver, and I was the driver in the team. I was wrote this trip, uh, and Andy was also like a spare driver, which was really great for me also to be able to have some rest. And actually a mechanic, you know, a little bit, an auto mechanic, yeah, not, not only drive. Mechanic, <laughs> yeah. not a we broke our wheels like 10 times. So yeah, you're a mechanic. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, around 10 times, maybe nine, if we're lucky. So anyways, uh, first up, uh, we went straight to her son. Uh, so we arrived to Herson, I believe, uh, by the end of the second day, it was, uh, no, by the end you know, of eight, fourth day. But, uh, by the end we, of we eight. We arrived like third or fourth day when, uh, like a lot of yeah. teachers Anyways. were in the area. Uh, yep, anyways, anyways, so at first, uh, we went to actually a really, really interesting, uh, couple, like a little older couple who hosted us in Stanislav in the city in the Kherson region and they had, they had like uh, for the entire evening they told us the stories uh, from the time when they were under Russian occupation and those were actually amazing I believe we will be back to those a little bit later first off I just wanted to like answer the direct question you posed so uh, the very next morning uh, we went to Kherson uh, but uh, we so we delivered uh, different like various humanitarian aid those were uh, there were some uh, like dog food, cat food. There were like a lot of clothes, some uh, food, uh, water, whatever. Yeah, and also we uh, mounted a mounted a huge 
construction on top of our van to deliver. At first, we only delivered like 200 liters of water in a, in a tank, which we mounted to the top of our van, which was not an easy task to do, actually. And yeah, to have it delivered without spilling it. Yep, yep. We spent. I was just observing and, and making story and recording stories while the guys were doing it. <laughs> yeah, this is how it went. <laughs> Absolutely. I can confirm. So, anyways, by the time we arrived at Herson, we could quickly distribute most of the uh, aid we had, like the clothes, the dog food, whatever. But speaking of water, uh, the people who actually needed water were uh, spread throughout the city, so not very much of them could come to us or even knew we were here. So uh, at first we thought like, hey, maybe we didn't even have to do it because this is so stupid and people in Kherson already, most of them have some water supplies. But then the situation changed like 180 degrees. When uh, Leila sent the sent you for uh, figuring out the context of people yeah. of yeah what's of the people around. of the community yeah what's going on around because as much of you uh, as many people do not realize so everyone was going down to her son to help in whatever ways they could but uh, many people believe that the only the problems only stop start like downstream from the broken from the uh, dams that Russians exploded, right? So they blew it up, so the water starts flowing downstream and causes like massive damage. But not so many people realize that upstream from the dam, uh, there is a lot of damage dealt in different way. So of course, uh, there is no fluid over here, but uh, the water level in the reservoirs is so low. Uh, the entire villages, uh, small cities, they don't have any kind of water supply. They don't have like drinkable water. They don't have like technical water. So they have nothing to drink, nothing to wash with. You know, uh, and it's actually a humanitarian disaster. Uh, and we have discovered like a few uh, smaller regions or like districts where uh, the problem was like the hardest and uh, coordinated it with the local authorities, you know, so that we would arrive. Uh, on the very next morning, we would arrive and distribute water between people, uh, between the locals. So here's where the fun part starts. We came back to one of the bigger cities to just buy two more tanks. So we had like 700 liters of water in our minivan. And to and a Volkswagen T4, which is like, it's okay, but yeah, like it's... It's a pretty old one, which was getting broken. 2002, I'm actually. No yeah, it's not super reliable, but at least, anyways, we could uh, fit this uh, 700 liters of water in it. And for our friends from across the pond, it's approximately 115 fluid ounces. Uh, so uh, we uh, arrived, actually, at the agreed time, which was... Well, not exactly the agreed time because we uh, because our car broke a few times uh, in the road. So in the road we had to like, you know, fix it up a little bit. Mostly it was punctured tires, 
broken uh, puncture tires, once even a blown up tire. So, yeah, anyways, we arrived and there were people waiting for us. And this was like the pinnacle of the mission because at that point we realized that we, what we are doing, especially uh, the water delivery, it was like actually really needed. You know, so uh, people were there craving for it and we could deliver it. And, you know, at the same time, it was uh, it was heartbreaking to see like what these people had to endure. And mostly uh, to realize that everyone knows about her son, but these people around here and for all I know, these are about 700,000 people affected. Who just don't have any kind of water supply and nobody even knows it and they feel left behind and forgotten and they've been so thankful to us for just like you know some mere like i don't know 10 20 liters of water each of them could get it's it's actually crazy you know just to think about it it's, a, and, it's also one of one of the biggest uh, problems uh, um, when when one place like I mean we are not of course we're not comparing the damage which Harrison got and uh, the areas <laughs> up the stream got it's it's uncomparable uh, but other villages uh, were out of attention and like nobody I mean we haven't seen on the news talking about the villages we visited. Uh, we just uh, like you know like had to uh, communicate with the water mission guys and ask them where it's really super needed and and where where is the place where people aren't going because um, of course most of the volunteers went to her son which is great <clears throat> uh, but unfortunately like other villages were not known and. Uh, these volunteers told us, please go there if you can, just please go because in, in Harrison, the thing is, uh, as we arrived to Harrison, the fourth, the third or the fourth day <coughs> after uh, after the bombed dam, there were already a lot of uh, bigger organizations uh, who were distributing water. So, and we had only like this, you know, a van. And uh, like it, it felt like okay, we we don't have so much help. Uh, we don't have so many things we can do. Uh, we are smaller than like bigger organizations. We saw that the, the trucks coming and stuff. Um, that's why yeah, it's it, it always like happens um, when something terrible happening, and uh, there is always like a hotspot, and there is also the areas around, and uh, yeah, as I said like seeing like i don't know four years old kids on the line and being super patient and uh moms with a i don't know nine month old daughter just waiting online to get uh first we at the morning we were given uh, water with no limits but then at some point we were telling like okay now we we have to limit you unfortunately uh we have we can give like five liters per person and and it's just um it's crazy i mean it's it it's crazy that it feels like uh 
we i mean one one thing it's 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 a fight on the battlefield you know when as like my brother spoke before it's like a uh, soldier against the invaders it's one thing but the others when like seeing how like uh russians doing everything just uh, as there wasn't on the battlefield they're doing everything possible and impossible to uh damage and uh, destroy the civilians yes yeah, so uh basically it was just like i will repeat myself but it was actually heartbreaking to see how these people were left behind and uh uh for from what we heard from them uh just the day before we arrived uh the day before they could uh there was some supply of water delivered to them but they could only get like 1.5 liters of water each so it was like really really limited and the day after us uh there was like a fire truck but a fire truck could only distribute uh, the uh technical water which you are not supposed to drink you know so uh the like don't be mistaken the problem is still there so uh the water supply is actually needed and it's more needed in the place uh people hear less about and that's the main problem with it so i mean not undermining person in any way and of course uh what we saw in person is like actually heartbreaking like we saw all these we saw all these um houses which were basically some of them uh were underwater up to the rooftop and some of them uh so oh, i even went into one of the houses with the owner to help him uh bring a couple canisters of drinkable water from the basement which actually popped up right to the floor so the houses and the livelihoods of people like whatever they could collect one thing you should realize is um especially in that part of ukraine but actually in most of ukraine uh what people have collected in their houses is what they could collect during their entire life uh, entire lives so their entire livelihoods were uh, actually getting destroyed by it and uh, as one of the guys said uh so i might uh, he was like kind of like an older guy so he said like i might very well live another 20 years but i obviously just won't make and won't create in 20 years what i already have saved up for the 60 years that i have already lived and his house was practically destroyed that's a guy to whose house i actually went and uh, there are a few videos from it which i will probably post a little bit later because yeah just gotta edit them and make sure on the most important parts stay so anyways um, but still, not to undermine it, her son is getting like a lot of help, like major help. And the problem is with those who get like you know less of the limelight, and those were actually the places we went to, you know, because without limelight, they couldn't get enough help, and there we were actually needed. 
So quite naturally, we went where we were needed and not where the most hype is at. So basically, that's the story of this part. I mean, and, it's a huge. Oh, sorry, Andy, I, I was going to. I interrupted you. I do apologize. It is a huge sure. job. We have um, uh, frontline kitchen. Uh, so they, uh, he comes on. Richard comes on here and talks quite often. So they went down and they took two two boats with them uh, to uh, see how they could help and took food down there as well. So it's a huge, huge job, isn't it? It's an amazing job. It's an amazing job. Is. That is that is super cool. I mean, my props to the guys. I mean, we, we, also them. we knew I was we couldn't we, we like we couldn't do actually that you know like ev evacuation and and stuff like we could just bring water and uh bring we we had the full van packed and then we you know distributed it all pretty fast and then we're like okay what's next like where what can we do with our like van where we're not even like a big organization or something where we can you know deliver a lot of stuff or something so uh, but that's that's a huge work uh the other organizations were doing i know uh, i know ryan uh chris uh, julia from uh, renegade reliefs runners uh, when there I, i've actually communicated with you guys also um so thank thanks to all who who were going to her son who are still going to her son to help uh, look, it's an amazing job you've done. Uh, here's a question, though. But surely uh, you should be called the Watermelon Express as opposed to the, pita, uh, the Pineapple <laughs> Express, right? Well, for the time being, I nope. believe so. For the time <laughs> being, maybe. Water Pineapple, um, anyways. Pineapple, always Pineapple. <laughs> So um, I can see that Skykiss has had a hand up. Uh, uh, listen, um, I'm I, I'm not telling you I want you to stay as long as you can. Have I, I, you got time for more questions? Are you okay with that? Yeah, okay, wonderful. Right, so uh, Andy answered for you, Leela. Um, uh, Skykiss. Thank you, David. Um, I just wanted to say a few little things. Um, my mom, my mother was 10 when her father came home from World War II, and he was in the Navy on a minesweeper ship, and um, so he, he was gone. He had three girls, three little girls, and he was gone, and we uh, here uh, in the Ukrainian spaces uh, here in Twitter, I know it's not just on Twitter, but when we see these videos of the kids running to their parents who come home from fighting for a, a little rest and recreation and visits with their families. It's so amazing. It just is very touching. And I was listening about Roman and the bees and the butterflies. And I thought, well, I almost sent him this one picture and now I'm like, okay, I got to send him this picture <laughs> because he'll probably, uh, you know, get a little chuckle and, and feel touched. So I'll do that. Um, it has a butterfly in it. Oh. And, and I, I'm very, very, um, I love butterflies. I love a lot of creatures, um, earthworms, you know, and a lot of, um, those tiny helpers around the planet 
So I, I wanted to um, just say that um, my grandfather would always bring me produce and, you know, a couple of peaches, an apple, um, something that he cooked, like, you know, squash. And it was just, um, it I, I was just thinking, you know, my, my little memories of when I was younger and um, living in the same city, he, he, was, he was very much a father to me, my mother's father. And I'm, I'm very blessed that he wasn't near Pearl Harbor but, uh, when it was struck in, in World War II, and he, he survived. So when I was listening to Meta talk about her grandfather, I'm very, very happy that um, he, you know, he, he, was, he learned a lot of skills uh, building aircraft hangars in the Navy, and he became um, a well-respected home uh, developer and community, community property developer and builder. He was a, um, a, really a master builder. Um, started building, went, um, you know, went on to build like a house for his wife and, and daughters and, and so on and so forth and, and just became a respected home builder in a big city in, in Georgia, the south of the United States. So uh, I was just thinking about all of that, you know, while, while I was listening. And, and also, um, one of the things that we do here in this space, uh, as has been mentioned, we, we support a lot of um, individual fundraisers, not just um, Maria Aid and, um, you know, the port reports um, specific fundraisers, which we, we just raised, like, I don't know, it, it was maybe $100,000 or more um, for Harrison particularly. But I wanted to also say, mention, um, and, and David had, had mentioned Chef Zinia. Well, I'm always, I, I love watching the videos that Chef Zinia, uh, and I've talked to Chef Zinia, um, I don't know, four times or so uh, over the months. And um, he's always got, such good food <laughs> and and um there'll be a reason to that it's he owns restaurants well yes but i mean he's got i'm talking about his amazing uh spreads that he that he takes uh to the um to the front lines to to the soldiers and it's just wonderful to see and the chef chef richard's borscht and and it's just wonderful so anyway i follow both of those guys for you know uh, over a year or so now and um and also i wanted to speak to uh something uh that that roman uh, but one second there sky kiss i need to say to anyone so everyone's been talking about this butterfly and bee video um <laughs> if someone if someone dms it to me i can put it into the space there you are carry on talking uh, uh sky kiss. thank you thank you i'm almost done thank you so, uh, so something that that Roman was saying about you know how he's eager to to uh, recover and get back to his unit to fight and and I would just just uh, you know emotionally I just felt like oh yes this is unit cohesion and it's so vital you know this love of the cause and country and and you know uh, fighting to vic all the way to victory and just you know being um, 
so uh, true to to this cause and this victory and and the unit cohesion, you know, just the the band of brothers kind of thing, the the that that emotion. So, and then I'll finish with the sunflower surge is in progress. It may not be, you know, massive, but it's starting. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. And that's great that it's starting. Thank you. It's beautiful. Uh, thank you very we, much. We love it. We love every little thing. How, however small, every little victory counts, right? <laughs> yes, always every little bit counts, isn't it? So the problem is when people think, uh, and this happens a lot, they think that someone else is doing it. Right. And that's always important. Much better that people take more stuff, too much stuff than too little. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Mesa. Yeah. Hi again. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. My cat is here as well, <laughs> telling you how inspiring you have been. And uh, uh, let's let's uh, get some ATACMs, F-16s and Gripens to Ukraine so they can run out the Russians from Ukraine and we can save the watermelons because that harvest is very threatened at the moment. And for the second, I wanted to say, David, you're not much of a salesman for Twitter because, you know, you sort of force people to sing for thousands of people. <laughs> so... I challenge you to sing along with Lila when she, if she comes Mesa, again. Here's <laughs> that you don't want to hear David or myself sing. We tried. Well, so which is why I was saying, so I am very much a salesman. I know my limitations. I, I can hum in the background, right, uh, to what Lila is singing. At the, it's either that or uh, if she does something from African Black Mambaza, I can sing a, a little bit to that. It's the only thing I can do. But, um, but you have to promise to be with Lila. With Leela, you can hum. You can do that, yes. Yes, because otherwise it's a bit cruel to, you know, sort of sell somebody, you know, you have to come as a Twitter, but, but you have to sing to a few thousand people, you know, but Leela is, a, I, I've heard Fairlane, she's just wonderful, so I'm they're sure Leela. But... They're just both naturals, and they're talented, <laughs> yes. and if there's one thing, <laughs> if there's one thing David and I are not, we're not talented at singing. But okay, you can do a duet. And, and importantly, and here, here, importantly, Meta, right? So when you said there might be thousands listening, so why would I make thousands suffer when they could have something very pleasant listening to someone else singing, right? As opposed to some a broken record on my side. I think uh, no more, no more, no. You, you and Axel could do this duet to introduce Leela, and then you know her wonderful song would sound even better you know but i'd love to hear you and axel both we're, introducing we, lila we so, so we can we can do a fundraising for that good at self-immolating 
in the deepest despair in this case, but we're not good at self-ridiculing ourselves that much. And we will definitely not inflict the pain of you having to listen to us singing. <laughs> Don't worry. But, we can but it, a pleasure now of uh, probably, uh, I see Skype uses having her uh, hand up for, for quite a time. So um, probably there's um, a question we can talk about. Well, I think it was G-Man okay. first, but we can do, we can do, go to, oh. we can go to, yeah, but it's okay. So the, I'm sure he won't feel left out. Uh, the uh, Sky Kiss and then G Man. A quick question: What is the name of the song? And would spell it for me. The famous song. I want to learn to sing it. I have to find the word. Oh, which which one? Uh, the one uh, David told before, or yes, it's it's very very famous. One that we hear a lot. We can hum it. Yeah, but we okay. don't know the songs because it's in Ukrainian. So I have yeah, to find the lyric. It's called uh, uh, Chervona, which is mean, means red. Kalina, it's one of the... Um, red Viburnum. Yeah, exactly. So if you write this and you write Bumbo, <laughs> uh, it's the name of the band to remix it. You just write re- remix uh, boombox and Chervona. It's gonna um, appear for you in, in YouTube on the first results. Thank you, thank you. Welcome. Uh, just tweeted to the space actually, and you can uh, just share the last tweet in the space and just copy it from there. It's in Ukrainian, in it. Ah. <laughs> Where? It, it's got all okay. dog-tastic. There you are. Um, a mic, uh, Axel. Mic. Hot mic. Anyway, G-Man, you go to yourself, go to that, and I will, uh, uh, G-Man, over to you. So, um, good evening, everybody. Good evening to our special guests, Lily and, well, Andy. Um, so, I have a cunning plan about Axel and David singing. It's actually, I don't know, one of the cunningest plan that ever has been formulated. It's cunning and it's subtle. So here's how it goes. We do a fundraiser. And so we go hand two in hand fundraisers hand. here. No, I'm sorry, Axel. I haven't stopped. The There's two There's, yeah, I'm, I'm about to mute you there, uh, uh, G-Man. I'm about David to mute you. Sing. The other one says, do we not want to hear David and Axel sing, and whichever of the three fundraisers raises the most money wins. Did you mute G Man? G Baldrick? Yes, I did. I muted him. <laughs> there you are, G Man. <laughs> See, that idea is not coming out. <laughs> uh, put your hand up again and you can speak. <laughs> yeah, can we just highlight this, G Baldrick? We did run out of milk two weeks ago. There we are. Right. Anyway, um, so uh, the uh, has anyone? I think people have been messaging me uh, the uh, the uh, the video. Let me see if I can find it. Axel, if you could, oh, G man, we 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 can we can Axel, you can come back up again if 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 you don't mention me singing. There we are. Um, yeah, that's fine. Singing, those, singing. those that shall not be mentioned could have a fundraiser, but. David, we'll not go there. Can, anyway, can um, you or Axel please invite up Jack Fry? 
I don't know if they DM me. Uh, I don't. I don't know who Jack Fry is. Okay, he's in the. Yeah, listeners. right. Sorry, I, I made. I was just driving. I was unable to see anything. There's a Jack. I do Fry not see a Jack Fry. There's a Jack Fry who's requested. I've just. Oh, I do now. now. Thank you, guys. Hello, um, Jack with Hello. Atlas Global Aid. Uh, we responded down to Kyrgyzstan and we worked with Chris and Renegade Relief Runners and a bunch of other organizations. Uh, we got a boat. Well, we had three boats down in Kyrgyzstan. And- uh, sorry, Jack, one second here. I think we missed the start of what you were saying. Do you want to start at the start again and explain <clears throat> it? Yeah, yeah. Jack's, Jack's a friend of ours. Um, I met him in Kharkiv uh months and months ago but he knows chris and julia from renegade and he responded down to her a few days ago after the uh, dam collapsed and he's giving us some update info from his perspective and that's brilliant wouldn't that have been good if you'd have let everyone know uh, ryan right so jack welcome uh, the, listen uh, now that we know uh, and everyone knows i didn't know uh, the uh, uh, please tell us the whole story yeah so uh, I run an organization that's 501c3 registered in the U.S. and tax-free registered in Ukraine. Um, we do non-lethal aid training, uh, supplying the military, humanitarian aid, everything like that. And earlier in the war, most of the people on my team were in a, a GUR Legion unit, and we did a lot of maritime operations earlier in the war. Uh, and Some of us still currently serve. So when the dam collapsed or when the dam got blown up uh we knew immediately that like we had these skill set and the onset to be able to go assist down there on a on a different kind of capability so we purchased a rip boat we had two other rip boats down there and from the second day i think it was we sent an initial team down there to meet with the kyrgyzstan chief of police uh, we linked up with the deputy head and the head of the water rescue police, and we started working, uh, pulling people out, pulling animals out. We had two full-step ambulances down there and a whole line of care. So we would treat people out in the, the apartments uh, on the island, if you're familiar with that, um, who were staying, and then helping people leave who wanted to leave and bring supplies to those who stayed. Uh, and then we did work a little north earlier, too, um, I know someone brought up there are villages that are completely isolated right now because of the flooding. So we did send a few boats up to go run aid from other organizations. Um, I think Patriot UA or something like that was one of them that brought a bunch of stuff. So we have pretty extensive experience in, in that realm and we were able to work in areas that others weren't. Um, actually the second or third day we were working, they, they stopped all organizations from coming to that boat launch besides ours. It was the main boat launch that Zelensky had gone to. And then the next day, the former president, Kirsch something, I don't remember his name showed up too. So we, we got a pretty good grasp on everything that's going on and the transition into the recovery phase now. That that's all. If anyone has questions or anything, I just figured I jumped in this a little late, so let me know what you got. Well, we got uh, we've also got frontline kitchen here as well, so maybe you still want to have a little chat, Richard. Hi. 
Uh, Richard, uh, send a speaker request. I'll, I'll, I'll get you up. Uh, Ryan, while I'm doing that, do you want to uh, chat to uh, Jack by any chance? Sure, sure. Uh, I'm just glad to know there are such good people responding down around Tucson, including Jack and Leela and Andy. Uh, I've seen a little bit of what they were doing in the launch site. Was that where we were heading in and uh, our guys got hit by any chance? Or I don't know if he's talking about the same location. I'm I'm not familiar if it was the same one or not. I can maybe PM you the, the pins to where we were. Um, it was the location where they had the main bridge that was kind of blocked off by a big, uh, not ship carrier, but um, a big cargo ship that's effectively on its side to block the bridge location. Um, I don't know if that's the same one. I know there's a bridge that um, you could get to, but you had to cross water. Um, I'll, I'll send you the pen and you tell me if it's the same one. Thank you very much. And if Jack and Richard don't know each other before now, you guys should both know each other. I'll vouch for each of you. Yeah, we're not related to uh, Blue Atlas or whatever that was. That was exactly the conversation I was having for the past five minutes. Was uh, is this not the Blue no, Atlas no. people? Because uh, someone was messaging me saying, "Can I endorse Blue Atlas?" And I have zero idea who these people no, are, no. but they've got a hundred followers or something on Twitter, and they're asking different to support. So, um, yeah, Leela, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, I would like to tell you that I think I will leave now. It's yeah. been a crazy long day. Uh, we had to drive, and I have to wake up super early today. It's already quite late in Kiev. Um, and yeah, um, thank you so much for this more than two hours. Uh, there's so many things we would also like to talk about. Uh, I just uh remember it's about when we talk about rehabilitation uh about a few projects we're working in uh with the the em empathy dogs like emotional support dogs because a lot of soldiers they don't want to talk with the psychologists because they're human beings but they don't mind staying with animals and they feel calmer but i think we have we can leave it to another spaces another time and um it's been a really interesting for me. It was the first time this kind of experience, like talking with so many people. Um, and yeah, thank you for inviting us, me and Andy. And hope, luckily, my brother could join us. <laughs> I'm so happy. You are welcome back anytime. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that we have going for us here at Maria Report is we're on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We never close this space. It's always oh. broadcasting. Oh. And it will until... I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we were doing this two days before the invasion and mm -hmm. somehow we fell into a routine where we felt we couldn't quit doing this and quit supporting Ukraine until Ukraine has repelled all of the Russians. So... Anytime you want to come back and talk about rehab, um, we're here and we'll be happy to have you.
Uh, yeah, and I would like to second that, Leela. Thank you very much. Right, but um, if you follow me and send me a DM, that would be wonderful because we can talk about our album that we're going to do, right? And we can make sure that we get that done, right? Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Lilia, You're spectacular. Lilia, you, he's going to be humming. He's only going to be humming whilst you sing. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I'll still be there in the background. Yeah, you can. Can you retire the drums or someone be both like? I'll do the drums. I'll do the drums just to be a drummer back in the day. Oh no! And we and we have a we we do have a proper rock star who comes on occasionally. At the uh, with uh, with our John Stewart from uh, yes. We usually get him going. Anyway, Leela, it would be wonderful if you would follow me back. It's it isn't a chat up line. It is uh, we 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 need to get an album going, right? At least on the space so we could do two songs. Wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, hope you have a peaceful, without missile night. All you guys who are in Ukraine. Of course, Ryan, and I don't know who is else in Ukraine from people who are here. So, Frontline Kitchen, don't forget about us. <laughs> yeah, Richard's oh, in Ukraine. Yes. Jack Fry's in Ukraine. Uh, we, we saw a lot of your bands on the way today from a uh, few events from, from promoters to Kiev. So, we've met some of you. So, thank you and um, stay safe and follow Ukrainian. Heroin's lava. Heroin's lava. Heroin's lava. Bye. Smirk must call the arm.